Are you ready to get yourself out there by creating and sharing more content in 2019? Well, let me help you make it easier by sharing my key highlights I took away from speaking and attending Janet Murray's Content Live Workshop. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 27. I am just recently back from a wonderful few days in London. If you know me, you'll know how much I love London and it's like being at home for me, especially after having lived there for a few years. And you'll be glad to know it wasn't all work. There was plenty of play as well. It's Christmas time obviously coming up and I managed to see lots of the Christmas lights and festivities and hobbled around London. So again, that was another key milestone for me after the last few weeks, obviously on crutches. So I was down there because I got a wonderful invitation by Janet Murray to come down to her workshop, Content Live, and be one of the speakers. This is an event that Janet puts on yearly, and it's all about helping business owners to basically create their content plan and their marketing for the following year. And Janet's an expert around online marketing and brings in her wealth of experience of working in journalism for many years and also very much focusing around PR initially, but has now broadened that into all things online marketing. So I had Janet on my podcast back in episode six, and it was a wonderful episode. We dived into it a lot, and it was all about no marketing equals no sales. So definitely check that one out in the show notes. And it's really bizarre to think that I didn't know Janet over a year ago. I used to listen to her podcast, and it was recommended by one of my peers. So after binge listening to a great number of episodes, I was really curious about, well, what is Janet's entrepreneurial superpower? And I know that she was speaking at an event that I was going to last year, the Europreneur Summit. So I reached out to her beforehand and I was basically pitched myself in terms of to be on her podcast. And I do love the fact that she always talks about um, numerous times afterwards how I've given her one of the best pitches out there. And it was a complete yes straight away. But that just goes to show me I'm so grateful that I took that plunge to reach out to her to say, I think it'd be a great conversation talking about how marketing really is different depending on what your superpower is. So I was on her podcast and then she was on my podcast and then the rest is history, as I say. So in this episode, I'd love to share with you the key highlights I took from the Content Live workshop. And honestly, as well as speaking there, I got so, so much basically as a business owner from all the delegates and also the speakers as well. But I'm going to keep this episode and my highlights pretty high level for you and with key nuggets because I'm sure you're not surprised. I've built great relationships with many of the speakers and you can expect to hear them coming up in the future episodes episodes over the coming weeks and months, which we'll dive into many of the topics that they talked about in a lot more details. So it was a two-day workshop and again I have to give so much credit to Janet in terms of the way her and her team organised this workshop. 
I have never been to a workshop where there was so much pre-engagement happening inside the Facebook group. People started to get to know each other, they were sharing, and there was such a buzz about it. So they spent so much time, and it really showed when the event started how much that paid off. Because it was like people knew each other, they felt relaxed, they felt like that they could have that instant rapport and there was that element of support all the way through the two days. It was like they were in it together. So again, really, really just goes to show that whenever you're doing anything, whether it's a short event, a workshop like this, just don't underestimate the power of what happens beforehand in terms of putting people at ease and therefore they'll get so much more from the actual event as well. It's not just what happens in the room or if it's online as well. So to start us off on day one, we had the wonderful Dan Knowlton, who's a digital marketing expert, and his session was all about stop talking about video and actually do it. And he really was emphasizing the point that videos can be scary to create, but actually they're really, really powerful. And again, I put my hand up here to say I don't love doing videos. I do videos. I've done videos for many years in my business. It's not something that is even still natural, but the more and more you do it, the more and more it becomes easier. And that's really what Dan was all about. He was saying the quality will just keep improving, but you've got to start somewhere. But what he shared was it's not just a case of doing videos for the sake of videos. You have to actually have a strategy behind them as well. And he shared about how he was doing epic videos with his brother and business partner Lloyd and they were great to an extent but they weren't always getting them business. So he broke down in terms of how actually in hindsight and on reflection from there what we actually need is to have three types of video categories. The first one is awareness which what Dan was saying is they were doing lots of awareness type of videos. And examples of these can be entertaining or educational videos or a combination. Videos that show the type of results that you get or showcase your work or testimonials in that way. But it's all about building awareness for your brand. But again, what Dan said is that only takes you so far if you don't have the next two categories. The next step is for those people when they've had awareness of you and if they're considering working with you or buying your product, well, what are the videos that you're producing to help them on that stage of the journey? These are videos such as frequently asked questions. How do you show your credibility? and really build that in those stages because people are now at that next step of that potential customer journey. But it doesn't just end there. Then it's about how do you also have videos which have clear call to actions to help people to go, right, let's buy, let's take that next step. And again, sometimes that's to reinforce the credibility or the benefits for that person watching as well. And what Dan was saying is a lot of times we can shy away from the consideration or the purchase videos, but when he started to build or create more of those, that's where the real magic happened in terms of their results for their business. And that's why it's important that we don't just focus on the awareness ones, but the other two can really help our clients to take that next step as well. And what we did when I love this is Dan gave us a bit of a structure about creating a 60 second video and then he got us all to do that in the moment. And again, like I say, I'm pretty used to doing videos, even though it still makes me think and I have to plan it beforehand. But just seeing the energy in the room, especially because there's many people there that were scared of it or haven't done it before and just getting them to see, okay, let's just do it. It doesn't have to be perfect. And again, just making that happen. So again, great credits to Dan in terms of making it easy, but emphasizing the importance of video, especially in the world that we operate in today. 
Then we had the wonderful Phil Palin, who again is such an amazing character, an amazing guy. Um, Phil is a personal branding expert and again he was focusing on social media on this workshop and he started off with a Twitter breakfast and again Twitter's not one of the things that I spend a lot of time on and what he was talking about how it still has a great place in the social media marketplace and Twitter's really great for networking and connecting with people and starting conversations but the key thing is you have to be in there and contributing to conversations as well. And the thing that really stood out for me from what Phil talks about was there are many social media platforms out there. And he was saying, well, don't bother being an average on 10 platforms. Instead, be a rock star on three and actually be a superstar on one. And this is something that I see a lot of my clients struggling with in the past in terms of what can they do and how do you basically make life easier for you. So you don't have to be everywhere, but if you focus your energy into the right platform and especially the platform where your ideal customers are hanging around, then it means that you can go deeper in there, really dominate and own that platform. And obviously you can then think about, well, what's the other two side platforms that you can use? But instead of yourself too thin, how do you just focus on what is the one that you want to be the superstar on as well? Phil then talked about the world of Pinterest. And again, Pinterest is something I've never really used. I've used it before when creating my branding and working with a graphics person where I was pinning lots of ideas of what I liked, what I didn't like. And for a while, I had my virtual assistant doing some pin boards for me as well in terms of some of my content, but it wasn't something and currently isn't something that I'm absolutely focused upon. But what he said to me and to everybody else was that actually next to Facebook, Pinterest is the highest referral for traffic back to your content. And that just blew my mind. And he talked about the importance of actually growing your audience, first of all, by repinning other people's work. And he really shared that he focused by having two hours a week maximum on Pinterest. And he doesn't even do it himself. He actually outsources that to his mum. Yep, you heard that. I've revealed that secret here. But it made a massive impact in terms of growing that following and that audience. And then when you've got the audience, you can then start to sprinkle in your own content as well. And that could be content that you've created before and it gives you that chance to get it out there even more. And Jana also talked about how even recently she and her team were using Pinterest a lot more and they're seeing real great results already. So it has sparked my interest. It's again something that I'm going to be looking into a little bit more. But I'm also taking Phil's advice around be a rock star on three platforms. And for me, that really is Facebook. It is also Instagram and LinkedIn. And again, so less is more, but it has definitely piqued my interest, especially when I'm working with my clients. There were certain clients I was thinking about and I thought, actually, Pinterest could be something that they could be missing that trick on as well. And then we had the wonderful Liz Melville, who's a Facebook's ad strategist for online course creators and webinar hosts as well. And what I loved about this was that Liz is basically a fellow Scot. And it took Janet to host this event in London for us to actually meet together. And I was super excited to hear about Liz. Her name popped up a couple of times before um, seeing the speaker list. And honestly, we had to off great conversations through many, many kind of interactions through the two days as well. And I'm sure that we'll continue those conversations and have lots of proper cups of tea and coffee because effectively we are in the same part of the world. 
And Liz's session was all about, well, what's working on Facebook right now? And she talked about how Facebook still is a wonderful platform out there. Yes, things have changed. She talks about how people are always moaning about the algorithm changes and all these things, but actually how we can still be remarkable and get great results, but we have to do things differently to stand out from the crowd. And this really came to life for me a couple of hours even before recording this. I've had the pleasure of working with a number of clients over the years from a particular network marketing industry. And it just so happened that they launched a limited edition product. And I kid you not, in all my feeds across Instagram, across Facebook, I was seeing the exact same posts from practically everybody. And it got to the point I was just like, seriously, this is just like, I'm a big fan of that company and the products, but it was actually turning me off. And it just goes to show how important it is for you to basically stand out and do things differently. Yes, granted, I have got a lot of those people on my followers lists. For example, they're following me, I'm following them. So obviously I'm seeing a lot more of them. But again, really just ask yourself, do you have to do the same as everybody? Are you talking the exact same way that other people are your business and are you standing out in that way? So Liz talks about in terms of there's three stages to really focus, especially on Facebook adverts. It's about, well, how do we attract the right people in the first place? How do we then build deep connections and really creating an emotional resonance with the right individuals? And then how do we convert them to customers? And again, what Liz talked about was people can try and jump straight to the convert stage and they don't have that element of engagement and that could be really key and often that's missing the trick as well. And I love the fact also I had one of my wonderful one-to-one coaching clients actually at the Content Live workshop and it just so happened during one of our coaching sessions the week before the workshop we were talking about her strategy going forward and a big part of it is marketing and content and I was saying, do you know something? You have to be at this event. And the timing was perfect because she's like, yep, tell me more. And then I told her a couple bits about it. She's like, okay, I'm all in. And we managed to get her one of the last tickets to get to this event. And it was a bit of a double-edged benefit for her because obviously I was sitting there listening to all the speakers. And every time I had an insight and a thought and I just looked around at her and she's like, yep, I've already written that down. And again, it means that we can use everything that she learned and everything that I got from there to really make sure that that content plan for 2019 is rock solid for her and she really focuses upon it as well. So if you're listening to this, there is no hiding because I know what you're exposed to and what you're committed to as well. And also for me personally, I got a big wake up call from Liz as well, because again, I'll be honest here, I have really neglected my Facebook rapid transformation page because I put more energy into the Facebook group. But what Liz was saying is pages are still actually there, but you need to have engagement. And obviously, if you've got pages, then it helps you from a Facebook ad strategy. But she says she hears all the time that people are always moaning about engagement's down, engagement's down. But again, it's about asking yourself and being really honest, are you doing all that you can to get that engagement, to get the conversations going as well in those groups or pages? And again, that was a wake up call, like I say, that I actually have been neglecting my Facebook page, but that's what I'm going to be focusing on going forward even more as well. We then had the wonderful Bronte Huskinson, and she is an Instagram superstar. So she wrote a book with her mum and then within 18 months she really focused on Instagram and she got over 48,000 followers during that time. 
And Bronte, who really talked about she's at Bookish Bronte, and I should have said before, if I haven't already, that all the links to these speakers will be in the show notes. So you can find them at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash 27. So what I've really found refreshing for Bronte is that she is all about Instagram and she's got actually such an amazing Instagram presence as well. And I love the fact that she's just recently graduated and this is what she wants to make as her main thing going forward. Really, Instagram is being her business. And some of the key takeaways that I took from Bronte was it's a journey like anything and consistency is key and you need to be spending that time commenting and engaging on other people's posts as well and really that's where the magic happens it's not an overnight success you need to be able to build a community be you first not focusing on your business because people buy people we know that i'm sure you know that but how often do we sometimes forget that and then just start talking in a business sense or only showcasing that part of our lives And what she was saying is a really good way to really bring you into it is by using Instagram stories. And that then helps you to really give back and be part of a community as well. And at this point, again, then Janet got all the speakers to share their key top tips about Instagram. And then we did a challenge where we got everybody in the room to do an Instagram story. And that was really refreshing because there was actually a good proportion of the room that had never done an Instagram story before. And that could be something that they were absolutely missing a trick with. So again, really, really great success stories of them and accomplishments of people going, I've done it. And there was even one person that Janet brought up onto the stage afterwards where they did a story, they were in a career coaching perspective of helping mums get back to work after a career break. She posted a story and even just by posting that story, she had a person reach out to her to say, actually, I didn't know this was what you were doing and let's connect because they thought that this particular coach could be that person to help his wife to actually go through that transition. So... Sometimes we just need to get out our own way. That's what this whole podcast is about, to help you just take action as well. And then we had a wonderful session by Amy Woods, and she's from her company Content 10X. And Amy really was talking to me throughout this whole session. And she was really focusing upon how do you repurpose your content? And again, this was a wake up call for me. Obviously, you're here tuning into my podcast. This is what I do on a weekly basis. I show up, I make sure that I commit to the podcast episodes. And in all honesty, this is my main thing. But whereas before, I was doing more of a variety of content. I was doing video blogs. I was doing blog posts. I was doing Facebook Lives. But since the podcast has came out, this has been my main thing. But what Amy was saying is that, and again, I know this, but sometimes we know it, but we don't actually do it, is how we all have different learning styles. And even in terms of there might be people that are your ideal customers that just don't connect with that one medium that you're using. So how much are you repurposing the content that you're spending time creating? So she used the example of someone that had a podcast and actually how they were able to turn the content of that into video clips, how they were able to repurpose that into quote graphics and 10 different ways to be able to really maximize maximize what you're spending time creating. So again, like I say, it was a big wake up call for me. And going forward, I'm really looking at how do I record these podcasts consistently still, but how do I really just leverage them in different ways so that actually they're out there in different forms and in different mediums as well. 
And then leading on from Amy, we had the wonderful Ant McGinley, who's a professional podcaster and audio producer. And he talked about, are you ready for audio? And within 25 minutes, what we did as a group, and there was like 80 or 90 people there, and we basically created the bones and published a brand new podcast. And it was all about hair removal disasters. It was just one topic that came up from a suggestion. And the whole point of what Ant was saying is that, again, sometimes we can overcomplicate things. So he talked about how we don't have to have fancy equipment. We don't actually have to have fancy names. And it's just about really using what you have and how you could take action straight away. So again, it just gave me that little bit of an insight in terms of, I wish I started my podcast years ago. Honestly, I just love doing it. And even when I was creating the podcast, I did spend ridiculously too much time over thinking about it, but actually just get out there and do it. So if you've been thinking podcast could be a way that you want to get yourself out there more in 2019, then really just get out your way and make it happen. And then we moved on to tabletop discussions and this was really hard work, but also really rewarding. What we then did was each speaker was a host of a table for about seven minutes and everybody there was able to ask us questions, prick our brains to basically get some help. And it was really quick and it was about really trying to give as much value as we can. People were firing questions at me and I'm very, very aware that whenever I'm giving people coaching or advice or mentoring, I really want to make sure it's the right advice for them so that it impacts them but also really aware that we all have different entrepreneurial superpowers and personalities and are at different stages of the business. So what one person might hear and they might take action on could be the complete opposite for someone else on the table to really kind of do as well. So I was really trying to suss out as quickly as I can in terms of tell me about your business, what, what's your personality like? A lot of them had done the wealth dynamics test as part of it, which I'll talk about in a moment, but really it was so rewarding just basically being able to speak to everybody in that whole workshop and again this is something that I particularly loved the way Janet created this in her event and made it as core part of it so that everybody had access to the speakers and it was like they all got their chance to ask their question and from my experience from the tabletop discussions a lot of the issues came down to people not having the right mindset or having mindsets that are holding them back or not having a really clear design or goal of what they're trying to do and that's why content's not going to make a difference and Janet really talked about this in the next day and challenged a lot of people around it if you struggle to create content or if the content's not working for you it can often be down to actually your business and sometimes you have to make bold decisions around your business so that that then helps you create the right content as well. That was nearly the end of day one for most of the people. We then had a VIP mastermind session where seven of the workshop delegates and business owners, they then invested to spend more time focusing on their business. And basically we had special time dedicated for them where the speakers all got together. We had a hot seat session with them and they were really, really kind of focused and drilled in on their business. Again, I love these sessions because you can get different perspectives that you don't often see when you're sitting too close to your business as well. And that's why even when I do masterminds as part of my 90 day mastermind session, the hot seat sessions are where the real power and the real magic comes from as well. 
And it just never fails to surprise me how one key nugget could be all it takes to completely rapidly transform someone's ideas, thinking, or even their business. There was one wonderful lady, Kerry, who when she was talking about her business, she is an amazing photographer and she has got a great track record of being a photographer of dogs. And she was in branching into dogs and families and people. And and again, I was just like saying to her, that's just confusing me. And my biggest advice for her was to choose one niche to focus on. And she went out after the workshop and to, she's got a great community. And she basically asked them, I mean, do they put themselves before their dogs or do they put their dog before them? And the resounding feedback from her community was that they put their dogs first. And she said, that's it. I am the person that focuses on dogs first. Dogs come first, okay? And she reached out afterwards saying that one decision has just given her so much clarity and now she can create our content plan and our strategies around it as well. So again, I just love the fact that when you take that time to really put yourself in the spotlight, ask for advice from those that are not in your business, it can absolutely help you massively go forward instead of going round and round in circles as well. So we had massive amounts of questions that we were all sharing our experiences in and that was the real benefit of having completely different speakers as well to be able to bring insights into branding to different social media platforms what I talk about in terms of superpowers and also getting out your own way from a mindset perspective and again it just was just magic happening within that whole room And can you believe that all happened in one day? We then went away, we had a dinner with the workshop delegates, the business owners and the speakers, which was a lot of fun where the conversations continued to flow and lots of networks and relationships were really established and deepened as well. So day number two came and we kicked off the main session with a wonderful speaker who was just honestly, he blew the room away. His name was Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation. Yes, I am blowing my own trumpet here. I'm only joking, but honestly, I loved sharing my session with his whole group. It was all focused around something that I bang on about all of the time in this podcast, which is all about using your entrepreneurial superpower. But this had a completely different angle to it. This was about, well, how do you use your superpower, but when it comes to creating content in your business? Because what Janet found was in the past when she was doing these events, she's a star profile and she would often give her advice and the way that she does it, but she'd still see people in the room struggle or take longer or just be scratching their heads. And the penny really dropped during our conversations that we had on our podcast about why people approach things very differently. And so what we did is we invited people to take the opportunity to do their Wealth Dynamics profile test so that they could discover their entrepreneurial superpower. And it was amazing to see people in terms of to be able to identify if they were more like a creator, a star, a supporter, a deal maker, a trader, an accumulator, a lord or a mechanic. And then I was able to talk through in terms of how they actually best experience getting their business into flow, but also what's the way that they would approach content marketing. So in terms of how they would approach it from a time point of view, their approach to actually doing it, their style, and also their kryptonite in terms of their challenges and what they have to watch out for. And I also shared the fundamentals about you have to have the right design, the right mindset, and the right strategies when it comes to really focusing on growing your business. But also that equally applies when it comes to creating your content and your marketing plan as well. 
And as I say, I loved delivering the session. There were so many light bulb moments. I had so many people come up to me afterwards saying how it really made sense to them in terms of why they found certain things hard and why they used to beat themselves up before thinking they were doing it wrong. But in fact, actually, they could do it right, but right for them. So that then really kind of led into, we did that at the start of the session and throughout the whole rest of the day, There was many different planning sessions and questions that came back and we were able to really think about how do you use your entrepreneurial superpower to do it in a way that will actually be really easy for them. And again, giving them permission to do it their own way as well. So again, loved that session. And I also loved the fact that it made me step up and think about it from a, well, how do we apply your entrepreneurial superpower in terms of creating content? And I'll do a separate episode sharing some highlights around that particular element going forward as well. And then Janet took centre stage where she talked us through and got everybody to really focus on actually leaving with a clear plan of action. So day two was all about implementation. So we then helped focus on creating a yearly plan, a quarterly plan, a monthly plan. And again, it was amazing to see different people's superpowers come to life here. We got everybody to split into different tables according to their superpower. And it was just great to see how they all operated and all thought and all did things in a very different way as well. And at times I had to challenge different groups to go, okay, how would you do it differently compared to another group? And again, when there might be some comments like, oh, you could do this in five minutes, just reminding people, actually, that's great for certain profiles, but other profiles, especially the ones that need a bit more time or research, don't just get freaked out if actually you're finding it harder. It's just about moving things forward as well. And a few things that came up when it came to the planning part was some people did struggle. And like I said earlier, sometimes that struggle was down to they didn't have a clear design of what they wanted to have happen in their business. So they weren't really clear about certain things that were going to happen in their business, whether that's product launches or services that they're going to be offering. And without having that clear design or those goals, then it becomes really challenging for you to then go, well, what content should I be creating? How does that lead into a marketing plan? So actually, like Janet really kind of said before as well, and brought up into the room as we actually need to make some hard decisions and move things forward by designing and getting clear about what your business is about and what you want to offer. And some people asked in terms of, well, how do you do that? And Janet turned that question around to me in terms of a span, how do you help your clients to really get out their way? And one of my biggest things was actually just what's your best thinking right now? And that then allows you to move things forward. And again, that's something that people kept coming back to me. I've had emails afterwards and messages saying, thank you, because that just made them go, okay, let me just focus on my best thinking and move it forward rather than trying to overcomplicate it or be stuck where they are. And again, I encourage you to think about what is your best thinking and how do you then move forward from there? And you can pivot and change as you go along as well. Jana also then shared the media diary for 2019 with us all and we all got our own personalized copy and this diary is honestly it's like a bible for marketing and what that Janet and our team have done is they have went and looked at all the key interest dates that are out there and basically plotted them into this planner so you can proactively look at what are some of the key interest days that are coming up in the months ahead and there's loads there's so 
so many more that I even have heard of in that way as well, such as Monkey Day. Do you know it's Monkey Day on the 14th of December next year? And also, you know, obviously we've got the kind of seasonal ones, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, etc. But I went through this calendar, this planner, um, on the way back home because I was too busy getting lots of questions from everybody else that time on day number two than actually going through it myself. But I was able to identify at least two days every month where there was great synergies to things that I could talk about that I can create content around that fits in with my audience and again just keeps things creative in that way as well. So if you're looking for some ideas and you think actually you want to be proactive around it, I would highly recommend Janet's Media Diary. I'll put a link to the show notes so that you can find out even more about that as well. But honestly, I'm going to use this to help me guide a lot of my promotions and marketing and content going forward as well. So after we did a lot of planning in day two, we then had the wonderful Amanda Webb. She shared her session about, well, how do you then get more eyes on your content? And it was great because she had this kind of sword and she was talking about, well, how do you slay your gremlins and get it out there more? And some of the key nuggets I took away from Amanda's session is test before you actually write stuff or create a lot of things. How do you test? Well, ask your audience in terms of get them to contribute as well and get them to share, well, what did they want to hear more about? And if you don't have that, also keep your eyes peeled around things such as where do your audience hang out? Facebook groups, do your research, do use all the tools that are out there that can help you basically create content that actually people want to read or that would be valuable as well. She also shared the element of how do you get influencers involved as well. You can involve people by doing roundup posts, but instead of getting hundreds and hundreds of people to try and contribute to a post, actually get a smaller group of people because they'll be more likely to want to contribute and actually be more beneficial for them and you as well. And she talked about how it can often be the case, and I've done this in the past as well, where you could spend all your blood, sweat and tears into the content, but then neglect the headline. And well, that's what's going to get people to make that decision. Are they going to read it? Are they going to engage with it? And I talk about content throughout this whole session. Content could be anything from blog posts, it could be videos, it could be podcasts, it could be written articles, it could be Facebook messages, social media messages. Content is content and there's so much different ways that we can use it as well. And she also then echoed how important it is in terms of sharing that content out there in multiple ways. So you're not just creating it once and then that's it. How do you repurpose it? How do you constantly get it out there as well? And then the final session was led by the wonderful Andrew and Pete. And I've been hearing a lot about these guys from Newcastle. Um, They smashed out the park at the Youpreneur Summit this year. And Janet got them to do something that was a bit different. So it wasn't their signature talk as well. But they basically shared with us how to build a content automation machine for your business. And what the whole premise behind this is that the more you outsource, the more money you actually make. So what I loved about this is their superpower has not been stuck behind spreadsheets and numbers and data, but they recognize that actually by putting certain systems in place, it helps them get things out there and then it allows them to focus on their superpower in the best possible way to get into that creation mode. 
So Andrew and Pete, they create one rich piece of content on a set frequency for them is weekly. And they're very much of the premises, less is more. If you really just hit it out the park and you spend time creating quality, that's actually better than just putting out subpar type of content as well. But what they said is you need to have a publishing schedule that you really, really commit to. And again, I know that that really helps me. Before, I used to be quite sporadic in terms of I'll do a blog post here and there whenever I I'd remember or feel like it but it would then mean that you don't have a rhythm and routine and again it just means that your audience don't know when to expect to hear from you either so they talked about how consistency really leads to dependability in the same way if your favorite show that you watch whether it's on an online service such as Netflix or remember the olden days where you'd watch it on TV if it was just like a oh, we'll do it as and when it would frustrate the heck out of you well how do we make sure that actually when it comes to your content plan you lead to consistency for your clients or your prospects or those that could then go on to become your clients as well. And they then showed us their spreadsheets that they created, which when it comes to creating content, in their case videos, what are all the tasks that need to get done there? And there was many different tasks from the pre-production to the post-production to the posting to the getting it out there as well. And then what does that mean in terms of a production schedule? And they talked about how they used to do a lot of things themselves, but actually it was taking their time away from things that could actually use their superpower more or could be better use of their income generating activity time as well. So they also talked about how you need to really treat your content creation time as being sacred and basically honour it. Otherwise, if other things come in and if you then say yes to things, well, that will then impact the quality that you produce and even the consistency that you have out there as well. So I love that. It basically made me sit up and think about even again in my business, is there certain things? And again, there are that I think actually I like doing or I think I should be doing. But really, let me just get that outsourced. I already outsource a number of things, but it's got me in that appetite to go, right, how can I outsource even more as well? And basically to make me focus on the actual places where I can add more value to the business and to my clients as well. So I'm sure that you found even just from the highlights here that there's so many key nuggets that hopefully it sparked for you in terms of what you could do to go and create your content plan in 2019. And it is about really having that planned approach. Again, it depends on your entrepreneurial superpower in terms of how you approach it, but I would still say that every single superpower could do with having a plan and some structure to basically get it done as well. So just to finally wrap up this episode, I just love the fact that the key takeaways for me is there is such an immense power of being in the room with like-minded business owners. I've come away being even more inspired and I'm always inspired about my business and helping other people as well. But honestly, that's just consistently gone up over those two days. I absolutely loved having the opportunity to add value where I could to every single person in that room. And again, just doing what I could to help them to basically get out their way as well. I love the fact that I constantly learned lots and it basically got me to challenge myself in terms of how do I apply that in my business going forward as well? And how do I say yes to the things that will make a difference 
happens and actually know to certain things that actually can stop getting done or are not adding value as well. And finally, it just throughout the whole workshop, just again, reiterated to me, and I know this, but just seeing it there is how important it is for you to know your entrepreneurial superpower, because that then allows you to use that in everything that you do as well. That's why I bang on about that in every podcast episode and with every guest that I talk to as well. How are they using their superpower and how do they make sure that that helps them get the best possible results? So if you are sitting here listening to this and thinking, Osman, I still don't know what my entrepreneurial superpower is, then please do take the invitation to do the Wealth Dynamics Profile Test. You can find a link to that over on the show notes at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash 27 and please do reach out to me share your key insights that you could take away from this podcast episode just drop me an email at osman that's o-s-m-a-n at rapidtransformation.co.uk again i'll pop that into the show notes but please do let me know your key insights what you're going to do and i look forward to sharing even more with you on the next episodes and like i said i will be getting many of these speakers onto this podcast where we'll be jamming and having great conversations and taking a lot of what i've shared with you at a much deeper level so look forward to those and i'll speak to you again soon bye for now if you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business and even with all the action that you're taking you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face but don't worry you can rapidly transform that from today Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.